0: Our idea of Jesus Christ and who he was is so convoluted, is so sanitized, is so bleached, is so whitewashed, so Americanized. It's insane. It's obscene. People say, oh, he's the son of God. He was perfect. He never sinned. That is not correct. Welcome to another exciting episode of Hey, thanks kids. Hey, we interrupt this regularly scheduled program to bring you this developing news 2,000 years in the making all the way from Palestine. It turns out that Jesus Christ is not the person that we were told he was. In fact, you can read all about it in the Bible. This is the most hilarious thing to me about the Christian belief system is the way That Jesus the Christ is portrayed Jesus Christ had a lot more in common with Kid Rock than he did with Billy Graham Jesus Christ is not the person the personality that we worship in the Christian belief system he was disrespectful to authorities he broke traditional norms He was a whack job who went out into the wilderness to find himself and pray to God. He had a bunch of followers who were fishermen. He got in the face of the religious leaders. He associated with women and sinners and drunkards and prostitutes and the dirty Samaritans who the Jews were not allowed to associate with. This is not the guy that we worship. In the Christian church. I mean, Jesus Christ, his favorite person in the world was John the Baptist. When John the Baptist sent his disciples to Jesus to question him, hey, are you the one that they prophesied who was to come? Jesus said to the people who were listening about John the Baptist that he was the greatest man ever to live. So Jesus Christ, his hero, was this whack job, John the Baptist, this weirdo who dressed in animal clothes and ate honey and locust and did this weird baptism thing. Where did baptism come from? It didn't come from the Old Testament. There's nothing about baptism in the Old Testament. Why did Jesus go to get baptized by John the Baptist? And what's really funny is if you read the narrative, how these two people who were cousins, who obviously would have known each other pretended like they didn't know each other and had this whole charade of oh look it's the son of god i'm going to baptize him I mean, jesus christ is not the person that we pretend that he was people say oh he's the son of god he was perfect he never sinned that is not correct according to the christian belief system i know what sin is according to the old testament i know what people think sin is and the Jesus Christ described in the Bible certainly did things that were against the law, against Jewish norms. One of my favorite stories about Jesus is his brothers came to him and said, hey, are you going to Jerusalem for the Passover? And Jesus is like, no, I'm not going to go. There's a bunch of people who want to kill me. And, you know, it's just I'm just going to stay back. You guys go ahead. And then you know what happened after his family left to go to Jerusalem? He disguised himself and went to Jerusalem. What does that mean? That means he lied. He lied. He purposefully deceived his siblings by saying, no, I'm not going to go. But then he went. What is that? That's a lie. He's bearing false testimony. He's saying something that's not true. I mean, it's really interesting getting inside the head of Jesus Christ. I guess if you were 12 years old and you went to the temple and talked to the religious leaders and you were schooling them at 12 years old, I guess you would probably have very little respect for the leaders of this religion. In fact, you see that very clearly in his communication with these religious leaders. You're whitewashed tombs, you're hypocrites, you're full of dead man's bones. That's not nice. That's really mean. He hurt these people's feelings. In our modern sensibility, we would call that a sin. That's wrong. How dare you, Jesus? These people are just living their life the way that they think it should be lived, but you're condemning them. Shame on you. He caroused with sinners and hung out with prostitutes and people of ill repute. He hung out with the poor. I mean, that whole thing, we don't realize how powerful it is, this message that he not only preached, but lived. Jesus was very clearly preaching a message to the poor, the downtrodden, the people who were overlooked, the people who were enslaved by the religious leaders, that they were closer to the kingdom of heaven than the religious leaders were. And it's really funny when you read the dialogue that he had with Nicodemus, one of the religious leaders who came to him at night because he was afraid to be seen with him in public. And Jesus is explaining to him, this concept of being born again. And Nicodemus is like, oh, what does that mean? I'm a grown man. How can I return to my mother's womb? And Jesus is like shaking his head going, whoa, dude, you are the leader. You are a religious leader. You are a voice for God, for the people. And you don't understand what I'm saying. I mean, how disrespectful is that? This guy got in people's faces. He was out of control, man. People wanted to kill him, and he went to the temple anyway and preached. And even when people picked up stones to kill him, he just walked away. He was like, yeah, it's not my time. You're not going to do that. He did things, said things that you're not supposed to do and not supposed to say. If he was alive today, he would be condemned, even by the Christian church. I mean, you can imagine John the Baptist showing up at your church. Would you be comfortable with that? Would that be cool? Someone like that? Absolutely not. Our idea of Jesus Christ and who he was is so convoluted, is so sanitized, is so bleached, is so whitewashed, so Americanized. It's insane. It's obscene. What we think about Jesus Christ is not even true You know how many things that Jesus said that the Christian church doesn't even want to acknowledge? Did you know, going back to that conversation he had with the people after John the Baptist's disciples talked to him, do you know what Jesus said to them after praising John the Baptist as being possibly the greatest man to ever live? What he said to the people was, hey, another thing about John the Baptist, if you can handle it, The truth is he is Elijah. He is the prophet Elijah. You ever hear that preached from the pulpit? Wait a second. What is Jesus saying? Does he believe in reincarnation? Well, apparently he does because he very clearly said unequivocally that John the Baptist is Elijah. He was Elijah reincarnated. How about the conversation Jesus has with his disciples, where he says, who do people say that I am? Oh, some people say you're Elijah. Some people say you're John the Baptist. I mean, that one really confused me. I'm like, wait a second. You know, how can Jesus be John the Baptist when they were alive at the same time, their cousins? I mean, obviously there was some people who just were not thinking straight. It's like me. One of my favorite jokes is, Oh, what year were you born? 1977. I was born the year Elvis died. You know, um, sometimes I try to convince people that I was, I'm Elvis reincarnated, but it doesn't actually work because I was born in January of 1977 and he died in August of 1977. So if I ever am at a party with you and I have a few too many drinks and I try to convince you that I'm Elvis reincarnated, just know it. it's just not possible. The timeline just doesn't work. And, uh, so for people to say that Jesus was John the Baptist, I mean, that that to me is just insane, right? Like, that's just stupid. But Jesus Christ himself said that John the Baptist was the prophet Elijah. The Jewish people at the time believed in a concept called annihilation, which means they believed if you were apostate or not part of the Jewish religion or Jewish faith and you died, then you would just be annihilated. You would You would no longer exist and heaven to them was called abraham's bosom that's what they believed these are the people that he's talking to what did he say about heaven according to the gospels that we have he says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of heaven is now this is a guy who defied convention he went out into the wilderness not only to preach but to pray to find god to find himself This is someone who is not religious and he very clearly made that evident by the way he lived his life and by what he said to the people. Why did he have such confidence in talking to the religious leaders? Because he knew that what they were saying was bullshit. The main part of his message, the most powerful part of Christ's message is the fact that he went to these religious leaders who had power over the people. And he challenged them. This is the most logical way for him to set these people free by challenging the people who had them under their spell. This is the reason why I speak so openly against the Pope, the Catholic Pope, because it's ridiculous. And anybody who wants to believe in that is absurd and doesn't understand the kingdom of God, doesn't understand the message of Christ and doesn't understand The spiritual reality that actually exists when we talk about personal sovereignty it's so powerful because you need to understand that there's nobody above you there's nobody who can tell you what to do and that was clearly Jesus message and clearly is the implication of his ministry and how he railed against these religious leaders and how he had no respect for these authorities the Jesus Christ that we worship does not exist. Jesus Christ is much more like Kid Rock than Billy Graham. He was not a respectable person. He was only respected by the poor, the lowly, the powerless. The Christians of the early times were slaves and poor people and women. The people who were not respected By the establishment, the Romans tried to eradicate Christianity because it empowered the people. Jesus was educating people about the true reality of personal sovereignty that you answer directly to God. And this God that is being taught to you by these religious leaders does not exist. It's really interesting if you look at the Gnostic Gospels, the ones that were discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls, you see a very different Christ. You see someone who is very clearly trying to challenge the status quo. I mean, what about the story that we have in our own Gospels about how he was condemned by the religious leaders because he and his disciples were seen picking grain and violating the Sabbath? Do you think he didn't know that they were going to see him? He didn't care. He very clearly was defying their traditions. The Jesus Christ that has been taught to us through the Christian belief system does not exist. And if you met him now in person, you'd be very uncomfortable if you're a religious person that is comfortable with convention and comfort Christianity. Another really interesting story going back to hey, was Jesus actually a sinless person I don't know man in the Ten Commandments it talks about honor your father and mother well do you realize how controversial it would have been for Jesus as the firstborn son of his family to abandon his mom so apparently the Gospels aren't very clear on this but we speculate that his dad Joseph must have died right so for him as the firstborn son he should have stayed home. He should have taken care of his family. He should have been the man of the house. He should have taken care of his mom. That would have been the thing that was expected of him as the eldest son, but he did not do that. That would have been so shocking and controversial for the people of his town. And maybe that's the reason why they didn't respect him. Jesus said a prophet is without honor in his hometown. Isn't this just Jesus, the the carpenter, the son of Mary and Joseph that we know? We don't have any respect for this guy especially since he abandoned his mom. And then there's that story about how he was hanging out with his sinner friends and his mom and his brothers show up. And someone says, hey, Jesus, your, your mom and your brothers are, are here. And what did he reply? He's like, no, you're, you're my brothers. You're my mother. I don't really care about them. That's not important to me. This is the same Jesus who told us, who warned us, hey, if you follow me, if you're not willing to abandon your mom and your dad and your brothers and your sisters and maybe even your spouse you're not worthy of me it's sort of a prophetic message you realize if you actually follow the real Jesus Christ the people in nice conventional society are not going to respect you because what he's talking about is so radical and so against the establishment so against religion he had no respect for the religious authorities and very little respect for the Romans. In fact, you think like the savior of the world in his hometown being occupied by a foreign power that he would have joined the fight. to Free Palestine, right? Free Israel from the oppressors. He didn't give a shit about that. The only thing he said was, okay, whatever, give Caesar what is Caesar's. It's sort of this passive idea of hey man, yes, there are these crazy rulers who think they have rule over us. You know what? Just give them what they want, throw them a bone, and go about your business. Jesus Christ is not who you think he is. Yeshua ben Joseph. That's his name. Jesus is like a Greek translation. Christ is not his last name. Christ is a designation, a spiritual designation, which means Messiah, but also it references the spirit that we are all trying to attain to, the Christ consciousness, the oneness with God. The thing that blows my mind when I realize, somebody pointed out this to me, one of my favorite spiritual teachers talked about, hey, if we really want to understand what Jesus' true message was, let's look at what he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was killed. This situation would probably reveal his true heart for humanity. And what did he say in that prayer? Did he say, hey, God, I just hope that everybody would receive me as their Lord and Savior so they could be saved from hell and go to heaven with us in eternity? Did he say that? Did he ever ask anybody to receive him as Lord and Savior of their life? Is that what he was preaching? No, in the Garden of Gethsemane, his prayer was, Father, I pray that people would be one as you and I are one. He prayed for oneness. He prayed for unity. He prayed for all of us to attain a Christ consciousness where we start understanding that we are all one. If we are created by the same Creator, then we are all one. It blows my mind how Christianity could possibly get this so wrong. When in our own gospels, it's so clear. One of my favorite things to point out is in the book of Acts, where there was this conflict between the Gentile Christians and the Jewish Christians it was a very logical question. Should we still follow the law of Moses? And there was a gathering of the disciples and the Christian leaders, and they came out of this meeting and they essentially said, no, no. We shouldn't follow the law of moses but you know maybe a few things here um abstain from sexual impurities and don't eat unclean meat which of course is really insane because it contradicts other parts of the scripture i remember when i read that for myself after graduating out of this bill gothard legalism thing and realizing like what are we arguing about christians these early christian leaders clearly said don't follow the law of moses There's only a couple of rules that you need to follow. The Apostle Paul clearly says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. What is the problem? What are we not seeing here? So the thing that we need to talk about after this is how can we possibly not see what is written in our own scriptures? It's so hilarious to me that these people who claim to follow exactly what the Bible says call more progressive Christians as cherry picking. Oh, you're cherry picking the scriptures. The Bible says this, you need to follow that and this and that thing and legalism. And that's a sin and that's a sin and everything's a sin. And we're not supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be holy. But when you read that portion of scripture in the book of Acts with the religious leaders clearly saying like, nope, we're not going to follow the law of Moses anymore. And yeah, there's just honestly, just a couple of rules, just a couple of things that you should keep in mind. What is the deal? Why does this Christian belief system even exist? It doesn't even follow the teachings of Christ. It doesn't even follow the teachings of the apostles. It completely misses these very clear teachings of the apostle Paul. How does this happen? How does someone like Bill Gothard, this guy that I keep talking about, who convinced everybody to become Pharisees, like how does this even happen? Like in the book of Galatians, Paul talks about, hey, having been saved by grace, are you now sanctified by the law? Why are you following the law? Don't you know that the law just incites more bad behavior from you? We don't even read what is in there. The people who are calling People like me, cherry pickers, they're the ones that are cherry pickers. That verse about Jesus saying very clearly that John the Baptist is Elijah reincarnated, that's in your own scripture. If you are not believing that, you're cherry picking. You are not listening to the teachings of Christ. I challenge anyone who calls themselves a Christian, throw out everything you've ever heard from the Christian belief system. Go back to the red letters in the Bible, the teachings of Christ, the actual words of Christ, read it for yourself and start all over. Just start over, just throw it all out and read what Jesus said and start all over and realize that his actual number one priority for all of us was to achieve oneness, to realize that we are one, that we are all created equal by the creator. The American Founding Fathers realized this. You're created by your creator with certain inalienable rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what this life is supposed to be. That's what the Jesus Christ of the Bible was talking about. Paul, the Apostle Paul, very clearly says, It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Be subject no longer to the yoke of slavery. Now, we think in the United States, we're not slaves. We've abolished physical slavery. You can't own a human being, but we are slaves. How else do you explain not seeing things in the Bible that are clearly there? I'm perhaps one of the first Bible teachers that you will ever encounter that will show you very clearly things that are written in your own scripture that the Christian belief system is completely ignored, completely scrubbed out. I mean, they should just rip up half the Bible and throw it away because it doesn't make sense to them. There are two types of Christians, those who worship the Old Testament God and those who understand God as Jesus taught. The God that Jesus taught was called Father. The God that Jesus taught was called love. Love is the fulfillment of the law seeing the world as jesus saw it this is the true goal of a true follower of christ not to worship christ but to see the people in this world as christ saw them that is the goal that's what it means to love stop playing these political games stop pretending like you're sophisticated stop listening to the people in the world and pandering to the authorities and the talking heads and all the people who tell us this is the way it is and the experts trying to confuse us with their bullshit. Listen to your own conscience. Focus on your own life, your own heart. Purify yourself and love your brother. Jesus will set you free from the motherfucking bullshit that is flung at us constantly. We live in a world where misinformation And bullshit and distraction is thrown at us constantly, where we have been trained to listen to the talking heads. We've been trained to listen to the people who have elevated themselves. Think about this. When you go to church, there's literally a man on a pedestal who has elevated himself above everyone else and is... Basically saying, I am the authority on Jesus. I am the authority on God. I am the authority on the Bible. What I say is more important than any of you people. So you just be quiet and listen to me. That is what is clearly being communicated in church. And that is clearly what is being communicated in government and on the news. Hey, you stupid people at home who don't know anything. We're the ones who know everything. And we're going to tell you like it is. But in this current political climate, with all this bullshit going around with the coronavirus and this and that and the Wuhan labs and she said this and he said this and can we trust Fauci and Rand Paul as the hero, we are too smart for this bullshit. If you listen to someone who says they're an authority and they're preaching fear and confusion and technicalities and this law and that law and this is what this says and this expert said this that is bullshit it's really truly that simple stop listening to people who try to confuse you and try to make you feel like you don't know what you're thinking we have all been conditioned to shut up and listen to the authorities and that is not a very Christ like response if we were like Christ we would be getting in their face and saying you're full of shit Jesus Christ his favorite person was John the Baptist John the Baptist, famously, was beheaded because he decided to call out the ruler of the Jews for killing his brother and taking his wife, saying, Hey, man, uh, I'm pretty sure that what you did by killing your brother and taking his wife, like, that's not cool. And, you know, if you're going to be the leader of the Jews, God's people, yeah, man, that's not going to fly. So, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to say it. Say it like it is. And he got beheaded for it. Isn't it amazing to think that being like Christ has more to do with defying authority and empowering yourself with the truth than it does being this little meek sheep who doesn't know anything and I'm just going to listen to the authorities because these are the people that God wants to rule over me and I don't know what to do so I'm just going to be quiet and listen to my pastor because I don't know how to read the Bible for myself, I just... I I, I don't know what to do. In the 1980s, a prophet in the Christian church arose. His name was Steve Taylor. He was probably the most popular male singer and songwriter in the contemporary Christian music scene. One of my favorite songs that he wrote was called, I Want to Be a Clone. And in this song, he details this very clear idea of how Christians are pressured especially new Christians are pressured to not think for themselves but to become clones of other Christians you're still a babe you have to grow give it 20 years or so if you want to be one of his you got to act like one of us and he says lines like cloneliness is next to godliness right I could never know the way so they need to show me the way to serve him on my own <gasps> I want to be a clone And what's really funny about this and hilarious in my personal story is at the time in my life where my parents were subscribing to this Bill Gothard thing and we were throwing out all of our worldly rock music, this is the last rock and roll tape that I threw away. And I remember listening to this and knowing that my parents wouldn't want me to listen to this. I'm literally listening to this song by Steve Taylor about being a clone in the Christian church. And I threw that in the garbage and then I marched off to become a Pharisee and to become a clone. Please, take a moment, look at your life, and see how we have been pressured to become something that we are not. God created you unique with your own desires, your own passions, your own understanding. Not only were we created by God, but God himself, the spirit of the living God, the creator of the world, the Christ in you, is your true self. That is what this incarnation is all about, discovering that your true identity is not just a son of God. The idea of son of God in the scripture is the closest they could get to this idea that you are an offspring, but it's not just an offspring. That's not even a strong enough idea we're not just offsprings of God we are connected directly to God that's why Jesus Christ himself said I am the vine you are the branches we are directly connected to God all the authorities the religious authorities the government authorities what are they all telling us no you need us you're confused don't be unique don't act out don't speak up don't be weird don't be unique, put on your suit, go to work, do things, shut up, and just live your life in a safe, respectable manner. Well, guess what? That is not the message of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was much more like Kid Rock than Billy Graham. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. This is Christopher David Gray of Confessions of a Christian Kid where we are cutting through fucking bullshit religion to find the true Christ, and we're gonna be talking about the mystical side of Christianity, where you can actually, physically, in real time, experience the power of God.